Hello, good afternoon or good morning or good evening, wherever you are. And welcome to this uh, live streaming where we will speak about the uh, new uh, motu proprio, uh, Tradiciones Custodes. As you know, on July 16, Pope Francis issued a new motu proprio with an accompanying letter called Tradiciones Custodes. This motu proprio restricts the possibilities of celebration of the traditional Latin mass. The document has raised several concerns, especially among those that have found spiritual consolation in attending the Tridentine mass. So we will uh, discuss about this very topic and I'm, I'm very happy that uh, we can discuss with uh, a very, uh, exceptional group of guests that I'm going to uh, present you. Uh, we have uh, from uh, Hong Kong, the Bishop Emeritus of Hong Kong, Cardinal Joseph Zen. Uh, welcome, Your Eminence. And then uh, we have uh, from uh, uh, Kazakhstan, the Auxiliary Bishop of the Diocese of St. Mary in Astana, Bishop Athanasius Schneider. Uh, welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you. Then uh, we have the um, President of the Roman Forum and Professor of History at St. John's University, John C. Rao. Welcome. Then uh, we have uh, the uh, editor and uh, founder of the magazine Inside the Vatican, Robert Mohinihan. And you are welcome to this program. Thank you very much. And uh, then we have uh, the uh, president of the Una Voce International Federation, Felipe Alanis Suarez, uh, you are also very welcome to this program. Thank you so much. So, and then also we are waiting for the former president of the Unabuche Federation, James Bogle, that uh, is not yet connected with us, but I hope it will be very soon. So uh, I want to uh, start uh, with Cardinal Zen. Uh, your eminence, um, in your uh, Twitter, uh, you said this, the document, so Tradiciones Custodes, obviously sees not only irregularities in the execution of Sumorum Pontifico, but considers the very existence of a parallel right to be an evil. Don't paragraph five and six of article three, article four and five clearly wish for the death of the groups but even in that case, can the anti-Ratzinger gentleman of the Vatican be patient to allow the Trinitian Mass to die only after the death of Benedict XVI, instead of inflicting such humiliation on the venerable Pope Emeritus? So why, why can you comment on, the, on these words? Yeah, uh, I think uh, my words are uh, strong, uh, but uh, I think... Uh, uh, the cause is uh, very important uh, because uh, uh, in this document I really see uh, a insinuation, uh, but not uh, explicit in you know, not in explicit words. Uh, but uh, uh, it seems that uh, uh, they are hoping 
uh, for the uh, uh, disappearance of this uh, uh, traditional way of uh, having the, the Eucharist. Uh, uh, so it's not only uh, to, to regulate, uh, but uh, a process to, to have it uh, to disappear. Uh, that's very, very worrying because uh, uh, I think it's something uh, very precious and uh, uh, very beneficial for the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the piety and, and of, of uh, uh, nourishment of faith, uh, uh, which many people uh, have from this uh, 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 devotion to the, to the traditional mass. Uh. And so uh, I agree that uh, the things may should proceed uh, regularly. Uh, I don't know if anywhere uh, there are problems, and then surely bishops must uh, try to to put everything in order. Uh, but uh, the uh, I, I I really cannot uh, deny that there is a insinuation that uh, it's simply not good to have that mass, uh, and that's very worrying. Thank you, Your Eminence. And I want to uh, go to uh, uh, Bishop Schneider, uh, Your Excellency. Uh, and I want also to uh, quote from uh, one of your last interview uh, in uh, appear in your Twitter uh, a phrase that you say uh, in your interview for the Remnant, and you say. In the document on human fraternity signed in Abu Dhabi on February 4, 2019, Pope Francis embraces the diversity of religions, whereas in his new motto proprio, he resolutely rejects the diversity of liturgical forms in the Roman Rite. So uh, why for you there is this difference of approach? I, I think it is evident uh, contradiction when Pope Francis uh, welcomes and supports the, the diversity of religions even, which is in itself already dubious because there is only one religion built by God. This is the Christianity, the Catholic Church, and the only Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, at the same time, he rejects categorically the diversity of liturgical forms inside the Roman Rite. So it is, and even so that after the Council, the general attitude and atmosphere in the Church, in the Novus Ordo Masses, was the, the welcoming of diversity of local traditions, even inside the possibility of the Roman Rite itself. And it is practiced also in different places with the approval of the Holy See that the new Mass celebrated with many petitions of local bishops' conference in Africa and other places in different uh, forms also. But there is already inside the Novus Ordo a diversity of manner of celebrations. And therefore, it is a question why do not permit the, the venerable traditional form of the Roman rite, which was not created 
by the by Pope Pius V, but it existed already almost the same form before Pius V and Council of Trent. It was a, a very traditional form and brought so many fruits of holiness. And now also, it's, uh, this is a question why uh, this form now should be uh, so categorically rejected. And it seems that there is a, an ideological reason behind. So it's a rejection of the tradition itself in some way. It is a rejection of what is clear, what is more uh, precise, more, which is containing more uh, expressions of reverence, of sacredness, adoration, which is the traditional form objectively. And so it is behind, to my opinion, an, an ideological stance. Uh, thank you, Your Excellency. And I now am able also to uh, welcome Mr. Uh, James Bogle that uh, can finally uh, be with us. Uh, he's the former president of Una Voce. Thank you for joining this program. Uh, then uh, I want to go to now to John uh, C. Rao, and I want to ask him uh, about the uh, reaction, uh, if he can summarize the reaction to this uh, new document in the uh, United States, uh, because I saw that there were some kind of very harsh and strong reaction against this document, but it seems that some bishops uh, were favor favorable to continue the status quo uh, before the Traditionis Custodes. So can you uh, tell us a little about uh, what is the uh, situation in your country? Uh, yes, uh, well, I should perhaps preface what I have to say by indicating that this is not 1969, this is not 1984 with the first indult, this is not 1988, this is not even 2007. You have a vibrant Tridentine community uh, that exercises its um, its 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 uh, uh, its, its uh, rights in a variety of different forms, and they are none of them ready to give up the battle. It is absolutely true that there are a number of bishops that are favorable, extremely favorable. Here in New York, the cardinal has said nothing. Masses continue as usual. There is even the possibility of a church being given to one of the um, uh, one of the uh, religious orders that have been established. There's nothing that indicates that there's going to be an end to the mass here. Even if there were, and um, I, I doubt in many places uh, that, um, that are, are very, very vigorous in their support of a mass that there's going to be uh, a, um, an abandonment by the bishop of the traditionalists, we're ready to fight. We're ready to fight. People are not going to give in. Uh, the traditionalist parishes have boomed in the midst of this crisis of the past 18 months. Uh, the attendance at the church that I go to has gone up at least twofold. Many places talk about uh, threefold increases so that it's vigorous here and we're, we're going to battle. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then, uh, of course, uh, uh, I will have you uh, later. And uh, I, I want to uh, go to uh, Robert. Um, and uh, because uh, there is a, a very specific topic that uh, it was touched in um, 
some Italian newspaper and also from France. And I want to show you one Twitter from Robert uh, that say, Father Bart, that is uh, chaplain for the Sumorum Pontificum pilgrimage, knows all involved with the decision that led to the papal edict against the traditional mass. As he reveals, the Italian bishops and a couple of Italian cardinals in the Curia were at the origin and the moving force behind this document. So uh, can you uh, confirm uh, what you say in this Twitter and uh, can you give us a little more uh, detail about this? <clears throat> well, uh, Monsignor Barth is well informed. If you ask me to confirm the facts that he refers to, I rely on him. We always have to understand that the Vatican takes decisions through a process of consultation and someone who is the Pope listens to advice from more progressive and more conservative advisors. Under Pope Benedict, Pope Benedict took the decision to say, I would like to support the continual celebration of what I will call the extraordinary rite it was venerable, it was revered, it was for centuries the right of the Catholic Church, and I think we must continue to venerate it. But he said that in opposition to many more progressive bishops, cardinals, liturgists who opposed him. So when he made that decision in 2007, he did it against a lot of opposition. Pope Francis has taken this decision and Monsignor Barth tells us that he was pushed to the decision by some of his more progressive advisors, particularly Italian bishops, but of course also in other countries. I would like to state that I myself do not understand the entire process here, and I wanted to bring to your attention a couple of facts. The Pope went into the hospital on July 4th, he had surgery and he was under anesthesia, general anesthesia. He came out of that on the 5th and the 6th of July. He was beginning to recover. He was supposed to come back to the Vatican on the 7th or the 8th of July. They kept him another several days. He came back to the Vatican after 10 days in the hospital on the 14th of July. On the 15th of July, he rested. And on the morning of the 16th of July, this document was released. I have a doubt about how much the Pope followed the publication of this document, how much control he had over it. And I would like some response from the Vatican confirming that the Pope was fully aware and fully in, in, uh, in behind the publication of this document, which evidently went through a couple of versions. And, um, there's other doubts I have about this document. Of course, the whole question is, to what extent is it, is it binding and to what extent is to Catholics who are loyal to, to the magisterium bound to obey the, the, the document itself? So in, in Article 1, the document says the liturgical books promulgated by St. Paul VI and St. John Paul II in conformity with the decrees of Vatican Council II. That phrase I have a doubt about. 
are the books promulgated by St. Paul VI and St. John Paul II fully in conformity with the decrees of Vatican Council II? This has been argued for 60 years. We are all aware that Vatican Council II itself was contested by more conservative bishops and more progressive bishops who later publicly stated they had tried to get their positions inserted into passages of the council documents so that after the council, they could carry them forward in a very progressive or indeed revolutionary way. So what, what is clear is there's a battle over the liturgy and a battle over what he calls the lakes orandi, the, the law of praying of the Roman rite, in which certain people want to make a kind of break with our past and other people like Pope Benedict, who is still alive, would like to keep in, in harmony with, in coherence with our past. So we are in the presence of a battle, a theological battle, a battle over the faith. And this particular document is one more step in that process. Thank you, thank you, Robert. And I want to go to uh, Felipe Alanis Suarez, uh, and I want to ask him what was the, uh, can, if you can summarize the reaction of Una Voce to this document. Thank you, thank you, Aurelia. Well, um, the first reaction uh, about the, on the document from, from the Federation is obviously a reaction of sadness um, for, for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one, obviously, because we see this document as a very unjust uh, way to, to, to restrict the access of the Latin mass, which is um, nourishing the faith from many people around the, around the world. So it, it, for us, it's like, a, like a putting a, a new obstacle uh, to the people who is willing to, to pray on, on silence, in silence and, and, and to, 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 to people devote to the, to the traditional uh, liturgy. But also because the, the whole document is justified on a, on a lie. And in, I mean, uh, the whole reasons or the only reason uh, the document expressed is this kind of misbehavior or this kind of problematic attitudes from the general speaking uh, traditionalist uh, world. So it, it speaks a lot about the lack of um, understanding about who is going to the mass and why. I mean, they are, uh, instead of actually doing a, a deep uh, analysis of why people is, 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 is attending the mass, why new young people, why families are going now to, to the mass, uh, and find that the real reasons of that, uh, the document is just, uh, giving a label to, to the traditional people like uh, some rebels uh, that are against the Pope and we should avoid them to, to, to make them uh, grow, right? Which, which is, is, uh, it, it is false. I mean, the, the people who is attending the, the, the mass, uh, obviously like in any other place on the, on the church, range from many different mentalities, attitudes, uh, backgrounds, so it's, it's a very Catholic uh, people in the, in, in the sense that it came from, the people came from, from, from multiple backgrounds. 
And the real reason that the, the mass is attracting the people is in, 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 in some sense, because it is an answer for our spiritual searching of these so difficult times. So to, to find us in, 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 a, in a moment of confusion and, and when everything is disposable in, in, in our daily lives and this uh, hysteric rhythm of work or um, news in the media, the mask becomes like a, a, our home on the time, right? So in, in, in a temporal perspective, we found in, in, in the mask a place where we can connect to, to, to our fathers, but also to, 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 to understand that we are connected to the whole church. And, and for that reason, the document was uh, in some degree uh, an, an aggressive uh, response from, from some curial uh, officers, I, I would suppose, um, that, uh, that we understand that also creates a, a temporary uh, vacuum uh, not only canonical, but uh, in, 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 the, in the way that the bishops are going to, to act uh, since now when the groups of people who will be growing anyway uh, start to, to request the mass uh, in their dioceses. So we need to, we need, we need to take a, a pause as well, maybe, and, and, and to think without um, being visceral about the, the reactions and how are we going to keep uh, pushing uh, to, to share this treasure of the mass to, to more and more people. Thank you. And um, I, I want to go to uh, James Bogle. And uh, um, I want to ask you, you are a person that uh, is in this uh, fight for the traditional Latin mass for many years. So uh, I want to um, to give us an assessment. Where are now? Where are we now? What, what, how you assess the situation now? Respect of some decades ago. What, what what is for you the 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 health of the traditional Latin mass? Well, thank you very much, Aurelia, and uh, your uh, your eminence. Um... Uh, Your Excellency and uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you for uh, inviting me to participate. Um, can I just preface my remarks by saying um, one thing that is, uh, I'm afraid, consistently forgotten uh, in this whole debate is that we are talking about one right of the Catholic Church, the Roman right, and what I call the Pauline right, which is the right that was introduced in 1970. There are 22 other rights in the Catholic Church, which are consistently left out of the discussion. And you will often hear people refer to the, uh, the new and old right as if there were no other rights in the Catholic Church. Uh, so um, it's not the extraordinary right or the ordinary right, because there is no ordinary or extraordinary right of the Catholic Church. There are 23 or 24 such rights. What we're talking about is the Roman right, and a right, whatever you want to call it, was introduced in 1970. The terms ordinary and extraordinary forms of the Roman right is now one of the things that Pope Francis has got rid of in his motu proprio by uh, <clears throat> rescinding the motu proprio of Pope uh, Benedict XVI. Uh, so that uh, expression is no longer valid. Um, I... Uh, didn't like using it anyway because 
it's uh, in itself very odd for a 2,000-year-old right to wit the Roman right to be, re to be regarded as in any way extraordinary. However, be that as it may, that has gone. What we have now is a discussion about the traditional ancient Roman right, which, by the way, is also not tridentine. All that Pius V did was uh, consolidate what was already the Roman right and had been for uh, the best, better part of 1500 years before Pius V. So uh, we can call it the Usus Antiquio, we can call it the Old Right, we can call it the Roman Right, we can, can call it uh, the Gregorian Right or even earlier, uh, but it's not Tridentine and it's not extraordinary. Uh, so I think we should bear that in mind in this discussion because uh, a lot of people think that there is only one right in the Catholic Church uh, and that is the Roman right. That is incorrect. I think we also need to bear in mind that the differences between the various Greek rites, for example, the liturgy of St. James, the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom and the liturgy of uh, St. Basil is really only a few sentences. Uh, and, if, and yet those are regarded as, as, as different rites, uh, certainly by the, uh, the Eastern Church and by the Eastern Orthodox. Uh, so on that basis, however you spin it, what uh, the right that was introduced in 1970 by Paul, Pope Paul VI is a completely new right. Uh, and particularly Eucharistic prayers 2, 3 and 4 are completely novel inventions invented by Archbishop Annabali Bonini uh, and his colleagues when they confected the, uh, uh, the Pauline right of 1970 in a very expensive Swiss hotel in between expensive courses and fine wines. This is not the same way in which most of, or indeed all of the other rights of the Catholic Church came into existence. Uh, those rights came into existence through the prayers and work of uh, saintly and holy men uh, after prayer, fasting, penance, uh, not after expensive lunches and dinners in a Swiss hotel. Um, but be that as it may, the Pope obviously has uh, the power to uh, authorize a new uh, right. The normal way in which uh, liturgical rights appear is not from the top down, but from the bottom up, uh, and also out of ancient and traditional forms of worship. So for example, uh, the Roman rite, which according to most liturgical scholars is the oldest rite in the Christian church, older than the Greek rites, goes back to the, uh, the Jewish temple worship. So it is, that's how old it is. The idea that any prelate or pope can abolish such a right is obviously untenable, both in law, in canon law, and in theology. Now, I should just add my position is I am a barrister. That's a, uh, what you would call in uh, America a trial attorney uh, and have been for 30 years. I'm a convert from the uh, uh, Church of England uh, of some 30, nearly 40 years standing. And I've been going to the traditional mass since 1988. Before that, I went to the Pauline Rite. Uh, and uh, I have been able to make comparisons between the two, having lived them both. Uh, I've also been president of Una Voce before my colleague and friend Felipe Alanis. And uh, uh, so I, I've been dealing with this matter for a very long time. And I've heard all of the arguments many times over. The, the, the position in, in my mind, and I've discussed this with numerous can, uh, uh, canon lawyers and theologians of 
many of very uh, well-recognized standing, uh, is that uh, uh, the motu proprio traditionis custode uh, is, insofar as it attempts to limit the uh, saying and uh, celebrating of the uh, traditional Roman rite, is ultra vires. It's not a power that any body uh, can have to to uh, uh, overshadow what has been established by the church for the for most of two thousand years. Um, but I think it's also helpful to a committee of England and Wales, and I would uh, recommend to all of you and to those who are listening to look at the um, that particular website. You will see an analysis by canon lawyers uh, of the position, and a couple of points stick out, which I think would be um, useful to relate. First of all, uh, the right of priests to celebrate privately, the older officers, the other sacraments, the older rituale are completely unrestricted by traditionis. Uh, the, uh, the right of priests to celebrate is remains intact because traditionis does not abrogate, in my opinion, neither could it abrogate, but as a matter of fact, it doesn't abrogate the 1962 missile, still less the missiles that preceded 1962, including the 1954 um, uh, liturgical rites. Uh, otherwise, if that were not so, it could not allow it to be said in certain circumstances. So that remains intact. Uh, and the use in relation to parish churches uh, only applies, according to uh, Traditionis, to authorised groups such as came into existence in the course of the formal application of Samoran Pontificate. And therefore, those other than those belonging to groups may still hear and celebrate the traditional mass in Paris. Uh, sorry, James, thank you. Can you conclude so that we can uh, uh, go to the other points, Aurelia? I'm very nearly yeah. finished them, uh, if you allow me to finish. Um, the uh, uh, So, uh, the uh, restrictions are perhaps less than some people think they are. The position in England and Wales is that every bishop bar one has continued to allow uh, the celebration of the traditional mass in exactly the same way that it was before uh, Traditionis was issued. Only one uh, bishop has decided to withdraw all permissions. And most of the bishops gave and granted permissions immediately. So I think to follow on from what John Rao was saying, uh, uh, and I agree entirely with what John was saying, uh, the reaction to traditionalism is, is, is and has been not to shy away from the traditional mass, but in fact, to increase attendance at the traditional mass. The Latin Mass Society has uh, indicated that it has had a huge surge uh, in applications for membership. And I think that with the greatest respect to His Holiness, uh, the result is going to be a greater, not a lesser interest in the traditional mass. So uh, 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 that, that's really what I wanted to say in relation to uh, traditionis. But also bear in mind, please, that we are not talking about a, uh, anything other than a traditional rite of mass that has existed for most of the history of the Catholic Church. And that is significant. Thank you, thank you. Then, of course, uh, you uh, you will uh, uh, speak later. And then, before going to Cardinal Zen, I want to show you we are in uh, YouTube, Ritorno a Itaca, in my Twitter account, Aurelio Porfiri, and in my fan 
fan page Aurelio Porfiri. So please check this if you want to be always updated. We will make live streaming in Italian and English, so you can follow us here. If you want to be always updated, you can go on Telegram and sign on my Telegram uh, channel uh, Aurelio Porfiri. I want also to give you two uh, little uh, advice before going to the Cardinal. Um, that uh, uh, I want to uh, let you know about uh, this book of mine, A Future in Tradition, Remembering Michael Davis, that is published in English, and also Mr. Bogle uh, is interviewed inside this book, and is available on Amazon in uh, paperback, in ebook, and also in other bookstore. Then I want to tell you that soon will be available from Archib from Bishop Schneider, the Catholic Mass ways to reestablish God at the center of liturgy is already in pre-order in Amazon. Uh, even here is written October 1st, 2021, will not be that the date, will be the beginning of 2022, but the book uh, it will be a very important book uh, for the issue of liturgy and uh, the new uh, new mass, Novus Ordo and Betus Ordo. And I want also to tell you that uh, Cardinal Zen, uh, with my help, uh, is writing his autobiography and that will be released at the beginning also of 2022 with the help of God and will be called God as is being good to me, will be called God as being good to me. So uh, I just tell you about these important books and I hope you can uh, get them at your convenience. Now, Cardinal Zen, you want to say something after what uh, James Bogle has said, so I give you the word and please. Yeah, uh, I, I would like to go back to what uh, 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 Robert said. Uh, uh, it seems that uh, the whole thing, this big storm, this attack against uh, the Tridentine Mass, uh, may come from, uh, he says, uh, Italian bishops. Uh, 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 I, I, I even doubt that, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe may not even be uh, the situation in Italy. I, I, I'm afraid the, the initiative may come uh, uh, from the Roman Curia, uh, even more precisely from the Secretary of State, uh, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, this motto proprio, uh, I don't think it's really appropriate from the Holy Father, huh? uh, from my own experience uh, about what happens to China. Huh? And, and so uh, you, you, you can see that uh, uh, the, the Secretariat uh, is taking the place of uh, other competent uh, uh, department of the Holy See. Huh? Uh, they even uh, uh, try to, uh, to take away the the private masses in uh, St. Peter's. Huh? Yes. And uh, uh, so, uh, uh, it, such a big storm, a big uh, attack uh, uh, could be spared to the whole church. Huh? Actually, even in Hong Kong, uh, we, uh, uh, we have a group uh, uh, very uh, uh, fun uh, of this mass and uh, uh, also a constant uh, audience. Huh? Uh, and uh, 
but there is uh, no problem here, even after this uh, the authority, the, the diocesan authority uh, are saying that we have nothing to change because everything uh, was very orderly. Uh, and so uh, uh, I think uh, uh, it's important, uh, surely, for us to, to go to the, uh, the, the, the real substance of the, uh, the problem, uh, which is uh, uh, the, the, the precious heritage in the church uh, uh, and uh, uh, the, the real uh, increase uh, of our devotion to the blessed sacrament. Uh, but I think uh, uh, we may also uh, spare uh, much uh, trouble if uh, we go to the uh, to the origin of uh, this problem. Uh, uh, so I think uh, uh, I, I really uh, uh, have not uh, any uh, information uh, or, or direct uh, um, involvement in this so-called consultation. Uh, and uh, I am uh, one of the cardinals here alive. Uh, and uh, I've been uh, also member of the the, con the, the congregation for uh, divine worship, huh? and uh, all these things which uh, about the, the worship, uh, the piety. Huh? Uh, now uh, everything is in the hands of the Secretary of State, huh? and uh, I really would like to uh, to have a, 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 a direct conversation with the Holy Father. Huh? about uh, what he thinks about uh, uh, this, this problem. Uh, 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 because uh, uh, even about the big question of the, how they deal with uh, the church in China, uh, uh, I'm afraid that uh, what happens uh, does not come uh, from the Holy Father, uh, but uh, uh, from the people around him, uh, and especially uh, the, uh, the Secretary of State. Uh, and so, uh, even uh, uh, before uh, going to this uh, important uh, internal matter about uh, uh, how we receive uh, this uh, other form of, uh, of the Roman right, uh, uh, I think uh, we have to also uh, pay attention on uh, from where it comes uh, and uh, let those people uh, uh, be in some way uh, answer uh, 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 to answer to our questions, uh, and uh, I, I don't think uh, uh, we should uh, put all this uh, burden on the Holy Father because uh, uh, I, I, I don't think uh, it comes uh, directly from the Holy Father. Uh, and so mm -hmm. uh, maybe we 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 could uh, uh, really. Uh, you know, uh, make uh, this big storm uh, a, a small one because uh, uh, here uh, we people present here we represent a, a big portion of the of the church, and uh, uh, so uh, I, I think uh, uh, the effect of the uh, the metropropia may uh, not be that devastating. Huh? And surely in our diocese, I'm very happy that uh, the author authorities said that uh, we have nothing really to change because uh, everything is all right. Uh, uh, we have nothing against uh, uh, the reform. Uh, and uh, this group uh, who love this uh, other form uh, uh, of the liturgy, 
uh, they, ha they have no, no objection uh, against uh, uh, the, the mass form uh, after the, the ecumenical cancer, and they have nothing at all against uh, the ecumenical cancer. They are very docile people, very uh, kind people, and uh, they just love this mass because uh, it had their piety. Huh? And so um, maybe uh, if anybody have some more information about uh, uh, the, the origin of all this storm, huh? Uh, it may uh, spare us uh, uh, too much uh, discussion about something uh, which I think uh, should be obvious uh, that this uh, form of the liturgy is uh, very uh, uh, conducive uh, to piety mm -hmm. uh, and uh, even to strengthen the, the, the faith. Uh, and so uh, I, I would like to hear some more information because we are far away. And the Holy Father talks very much, very, but he, we are very much in the disadvantage. And so, so I hope maybe you can have uh, some more information uh, to, uh, to, for my con consolation. Thank you, Your Eminence. And so I want to go to Bishop Schneider. I, um, Your Excellency, you can uh, listen to this different opinion about the origin of the motu proprio and also now Cardinal Zen, uh, you know, he said that maybe it's more an initiative of the Secretary of State than of the Holy Father and uh, so, but what 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 is your opinion about this? What, what from from you? What is the the the, the origin uh, from where this motu proprio come? Uh, that uh, we have not the the documentation and the proofs, and this is, for my opinion, a secondary aspect, because uh, according to the church law and to the reason. Uh, since uh, this is a document of the Pope and the Holy See published this with the signature of the Pope, it's a motu proprio, and then it's a personal letter, the accompanying letter of the Pope is personal. So, and we have to accept this is a document of the Pope until uh, there will be a contrary proof from the Holy See, a dementi. And since it's not yet, we have simply to accept this is a document of the Pope. And to concentrate, uh, not to the, I think it's not so helpful to examine who was the, like the counselor uh, and advisor, but to, to take the, the, the content of these two documents of the motu proprio and the accompanying letter and to express our concerns with respect to the Pope, and he is the author of the two documents. And since it's a motu proprio, it's not uh, another, this is his own initiative, what he says, we have to, to state uh, the, in, the dangers of these two documents, which is, to my opinion, the deepest wound and uh, error of these documents. It is an evident rupture with, with the tradition of the church, it's simply to... Uh, to reject what was before 1970 in the liturgy. And this is very dangerous. When you reject categorically what was all that tradition of the liturgy 
which the saints celebrated and the Roman Church and the Pope's praised these specific form. And you reject this categorically as, as something uh, dangerous. It is a problem, this attitude, it's in itself a problem, the, the rupture. And uh, this is also not only uh, connecting, we have to recognize this to the form of celebration, but it is connected with the faith, which expresses the traditional right, it expressing more clearly the sacrificial character, the theocentrical, the adoration, the mystery itself. Whereas the Novus Order is more in the tendency to stress a kind of more anthropocentric or colloquial and more the banquet aspect. So this is, uh, we have to recognize these differences. And now we see the rejection of the, the traditional liturgy. It's also touching the aspect of our faith in the fullness of the truth, the Catholic truth about the Holy Mass as the primarily substantial, essential aspect of the sacrifice, which of course con contains also the aspect of Holy Communion, it's evident, but the main aspect and the adoration of God, the theocentrism. This is very important. I repeat, we have to stress this rupture danger. Thank you, Your Excellency. And uh, I want to uh, go to... Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I want to go to uh, John C. Rao. And uh, I want to show this question and have his comment on this question. Uh, Stephen Johnson say, I often wonder if this divide within the Latin or Roman rite would ever exist had the mass of all the six fallen more in line with the principles laid out in Sacrosanctum Concilium. So uh, what, what do you think of this point? Uh, the, the problem with the traditional Latin mass is bigger because the Novus Ordo is in a situation of decay or, or what? Oh, to try to tackle that, I don't exactly know where to begin to tackle that whole question. Um, first of all, perhaps what I should do is just make some general comments, which may altogether add up to answering the question. But uh, one thing that I think is extremely important to remember uh, in the current context, also with regard to bishops' reactions to this motu proprio in the United States, is that it could well be, in many dioceses, the coup de grace to seminary life. I just take New York as an example. Most of the seminarians, if not all of the seminarians in Dunwoody want to say the traditional mass. And if it were made known to them that that would not be a possibility for them to do in the future, they're just simply not going to go any longer to the mainline seminaries. I don't think anyone was ordained in New York this year. I may be wrong, maybe it was one person, but most of the people who are young people see in the traditional mass what they want to do and what uh, what uh, fulfills their role as as priests. Uh, the attendance at the um, the mainline masses uh, over the course of the past disaster of the last eighteen months has plunged, while the traditional mass attendance has soared. And that's another indication of the fact that 
the population here, the practicing population, understands really where it is that uh, the, the uh, historic faith is being preserved. Um, again, uh, and forgive me if I'm not answering your question directly, but there's one other thing I want to say, which I think is in line with what Bishop Schneider was talking about, but I want to put this in a broad historical perspective. What we've seen in the entire uh, ecclesiology that has been promoted by the progressive uh, at the time of Vatican Council and then in the post-conciliar period and then in the current pontificate, perhaps more than anything else, um, is an effort to destroy all of the foundations of, of papal power, legitimate papal power, and then replace them with an emphasis just simply on personal will. And as far as I can see, this just is in line with the entire development of the modern world, beginning with nominalism uh, in, the, uh, in the 13th century onwards, uh, because of the fact that you've got there uh, a disdain for the revealed truth, uh, replaced by an emphasis on a will, which is claimed to be connected with the will of God, but which always involves the, the, um, the enforcement of whoever's will is strongest. And what we've got now is, in the church, the triumph of the will. Um, rather than it being an emphasis upon uh, the um, obedience to the historical foundations of the faith and everything that the Lex Orandi has taught us through the centuries, what we've got is a kind of fascist emphasis upon my will, often identified as a prophetic voice of the Holy Spirit, um, which dominates everything. And it's, it's this spirit which has made of the right of Paul VI of 1970, not one right, but a thousand rights, a right that's different according to each priest who says the mass um, in every given parish church around the globe. Uh, it's, 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 there's a thousand, a million different kinds of Roman rights uh, that, uh, that don't reflect the historical tradition of the church. Thank you, thank you for your uh, yeah, analysis. Yeah. And uh, uh, I want to go to uh, Felipe, and uh, I want to ask you a question that uh, maybe is uh, a little, uh, maybe not very nice, but I think it should be asked. And is this, uh, even today in Italy, appear a comment from a very prominent scholar of liturgy that say that the young people going to the Latin mass, they have mental problems. Uh, you know, some kind of uh, mental issues uh, uh, that is also in line with what, the, you know, the rigid uh, uh, things like this. So, can you, uh, you have this international uh, association, so can you give your uh, assessment of this kind of comment? For sure. Well, first of all, to say that people with mental illness, I mean, they live in, in everywhere. So, obviously, um, you will find problematic people within the traditional world, of course. Uh, but you will also find them in any other place uh, outside, outside of it. Um, from my perspective, I, I, can, I can share you maybe some kind of profiles of the people who is attracted to the traditional mass and that is getting involved with the Federation. So um, the people involved in the different or, or that, that are attached to the traditional mass uh, and they have been coming in the recent years, perhaps even not so recently, but uh, I, I may count as, as one of them. Um, coming 
from a little bit earlier from, from the Sumerian Pontificum era, um, are people who, who is discovering a treasure in, in, in the church. So the people is, is, is very happy to, to find this, this way of, of praying, but mostly because we can find the sense of sacredness that is lacking in any other place uh, or, or is hiding, hidden in, 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 in the practice of the no-sordomas. Uh, in, in the real practice of it. So what in, in, in the Nosotl could be, as someone said, a possibility uh, in the traditional message of reality that we live Sunday after Sunday and, 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 and uh, many people day after day on, on the Mass. So the profile is, is people from all the different spectrum of life, people who are students or uh, women that are mothers and, and have their children and want to to, to get them approaching to, to, to God. And we have people working on, on the government and in, in, in many places. There are not like a, a one-size-fits-all a one uh, about uh, a, pro, a profile, a specific profile um, from, from back, different backgrounds. What is true is that the people is looking for the sacredness, which is something that we really need in, in, in these times. So we don't care about, most of the time, we don't care about the vintage <laughs> uh, discussions or past discussions about uh, even the council itself is, is, is not on the plate anymore in, in the day-to-day -day discussion discussions. So people is not coming because they are uh, <clears throat> rejecting the Pope or uh, thinking in a conspiracy worldwide uh, about I don't know, even politics are outside of the scope most of the time. Uh, and, and people are, are simple people, simple Catholics that wants to get in a life of a sacramental nourishing and, and, and that's it. And our expectations or our means is uh, our ideal world is to live a simple life as a simple Catholic, but nourishing our life with the, with the traditional mass. So how difficult could that be? Um, and, and I think personally that the bishops are getting are noticing this, and this is the reason why most of them have been expressing um, their friendship, or, or not even perhaps not in all case friendship, but they allow this movement to to go uh, in, in in their diocese, even though it is important to say there remains some ideological. Um, um, Mm, I would say produced, uh, as Bishop Snyder also mentioned. And, and we have seen in some cases, like by example, in this case of uh, Alajuela in Costa Rica, where the bishop Im immediately, he, he, he just um, uh, canceled the mass and said that there weren't any group on the, on the diocese, even though he knew that it, it, there was a group uh, attending the traditional mass for years now, and they even uh, they even uh, restrict the use of the Latin of Adorientem or Gregorian chant on in, on, on the Novus Ordo. So it is a reaction full of uh, it was a reaction full of um, I would say produces and and without taking in account the real. Uh, uh, care without taking care for, for their flock. So 
we will see this kind of uh, issues coming from different countries. Uh, thanks God, is only the minority of them. And what something that I think, and, and just to, to, to finish my <clears throat> my ideas, is that uh, this process or these uh, difficulties that we are now passing by. Um, it requires us to be more outspoken of the positive things that the people that we are finding in the, in the traditional mass. We need to be more propositive and many people, many people that, what, uh, that weren't aware of the traditional mass are not thinking or asking questions about why, why people this is still coming there, going there. And, 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 and then our role is also to, to underscore the the benefits, the spiritual benefits, the richness of the traditional mass. So, thank you, thank you. And I, I want to uh, go to Robert and uh, ask him uh, a question that uh, in, uh, a question that I, then I want also comment from James after him. So first, first Robert. So you have uh, talked a lot in your uh, articles before about. Uh, Archbishop uh, Annibale Budnini, that was the uh, was the core of the liturgical reform, and uh, I, I want to tell you something that uh, someone told me about uh, this new motu proprio, and uh, someone told me, oh, but you know, the Pope uh, is not afraid about the mass, the the traditional mass in itself, but he's afraid of what is implied, what is implied. In the mass, uh, because it's not only uh, the prayers, or but it's, there is also, you know, the the lex credendi that is implied in this lex orandi. You know, it's all the tradition, the traditional theology, the traditional way of praying. Uh, all that is, according to some people, is against the 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 Church of the Council. No, so it's against the what, what we should. Uh, I believe uh, now. So, what, what do you what do you think about this comment? Do you think there is some truth? Yes, of course, there's some truth to it. Do you hear me? Yeah, yes, very well. Um, you know, I have to summarize now, and I had a lot of thoughts here. The remarks of Cardinal Zen uh, were very moving, and uh, I, I appreciate very much the kind of uh, peacefulness of his of his faith in the midst of so many problems. And he was concerned about whether the Pope, who he has seen put under pressure in other situations, whether in this situation also was put under pressure. And he said, I'd like to know, would this really come from the Secretariat of State, bypassing really the liturgy congregation, etc." And then Bishop Schneider made some very profound remarks about the, the fact of the sacrifice of the Mass, the, the fact that it's uh, participating in some way in the action of Christ himself. And that gets to your question again on the Lakes Credendi. We somehow believe that the center of human history is the action and life and person of Christ. And the church has always kept that as the center, Christocentric faith. There's been a tendency in the modern period to try to diminish that out of a kind of secularism, secular humanism. And it's not entirely wrong to engage with the world. It's not entirely wrong to recognize the, the greatness of the human person made in the image and likeness of God. But this effort to entirely prevent any longer 
a, a love of Christ and a recognition of his saving action is the, is the exaggeration of a secular humanism, which very badly would like all those elements that the old mass represents no longer to be present. Whether the new mass diminishes that is an argument and whether Bunini intentionally desired that is also an argument. I've got the, I've been reading the, uh, the memoirs of Louis Bouillet and he did not like Bunini, but he worked with Bunini. And he said that there were all sorts of, there were all sorts of negotiations and, uh, and um, struggles, just as there probably has been a struggle over this motu, over this motu proprio of Pope Francis, and probably it's my job to find out more about it. But Pope Francis himself is a kind of mystery because, as I've already written in the past, he has spoken in a beautiful way about the liturgy, the Eastern liturgy, which is very similar to the old Latin liturgy. He says in the Orthodox churches, he said this on July 28, 2013, on the airplane coming back from Brazil to the Vatican. And I actually met him in the very next couple of days after he came back to Rome. And he said, they have retained, the Orthodox churches have retained that pristine liturgy. Pristine, I think, also implying ancient, pristine liturgy. So he liked the Orthodox ancient liturgy, which is so beautiful, he said. We have lost some of the sense of adoration, he said, about the Catholic liturgy. He said the Orthodox preserved it. They praise God. They adore God. They sing. Time does not matter. God is at the center. And he said it is something that does us much good. We need this renewal, this fresh air from the East, this light from the East. How could this man who showed such sensitivity for the divine presence, for the sense of adoration, embrace in these very drastic and narrow terms, a liturgy which someone just said is now a, a hundred or a thousand different rites because each priest chooses his own form of it. In other words, something doesn't fit. Cardinal Burke, when he analyzed this document said, it's a very strange document. There is no vacatio legis. That means a time when the law is not yet in effect. He could have said this law will take effect in November or in January, but he says it takes effect today. You don't do something like that unless it's a very emotional and drastic and authoritarian act. I still wonder to what extent Pope Francis is entirely informed about many of the things that were said today. Philippe said some wonderful things about these Catholics who attend the old liturgy, who simply want that sense of adoration that the Pope himself spoke about. They don't want to break with Rome. They don't want to break with Pope Francis. They don't want to have a battle over Bunini. They want to attend a mass where they sense the presence of Christ. And um, some something about this document strikes me as a document they were under pressure to put out and perhaps connected in some way with this global reset that we're about to experience in coming months. As if the old mass was an impediment in some way to this new secular humanist order that we all are now facing. Thank you, thank you, Robert, for your comment. And so I go to 
James uh, uh, to answer the same question. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Aurelio. And, and while I'm at it, thank you very much for organizing this, uh, uh, this uh, television viewing, uh, which I think is very important. But um, if it hasn't already been said, can I also please thank very warmly and congratulate both uh, His Eminence, uh, Cardinal Zen, and uh, His Excellency uh, Bishop Schneider for their very courageous and very important stand, uh, not only on the uh, on the traditional liturgy, but also on many other issues. We all know from reading the papers, uh, Your Eminence, your contribution there in Hong Kong for uh, freedom, religious freedom, political rights, for, uh, human rights, and democracy. Thank you very much for what you are doing there. But as far as the problem that we're dealing with today, I think uh, Robert has put his finger right on the key issue. At the end of the day, what we are concerned with is the will and worship of Jesus Christ. That should be our primary concern. Uh, everything else is secondary to that. Uh, and I think uh, we, anyone who has had any lengthy experience with the traditional mass knows and feels and will have felt that that connection with uh, God, with the Christ, with the Holy Spirit, is very much present in the traditional mass. And that's not surprising, given the fact, as I said earlier, uh, of its antiquity. It goes back to at least uh, Pope Gelasius I, uh, and in essence goes back to the apostles, and indeed to the Jewish temple worship before. It is that old. The idea that one can interfere with, let alone suppress or abrogate such a right is clearly nonsense and pope benedict the 16th made that clear in some more in pontificate now who is actually res responsible or behind this latest motive mot appropriate i don't know uh, i don't know whether we'll ever find out uh, i'm hoping that people like robert uh, responsible journalists will be able to find out more about this uh, but the, the, the simple fact of the matter is the traditional Roman rite is not going away, ever. It's not going anywhere. In fact, as John Rao very rightly pointed out, and thank you, John, for that, it's getting stronger day by day. Now, why is that? Is it out of disobedience? No, of course not. It is about our obedience to Christ and the Holy Spirit. It is about uh, what over centuries has formed and been imbibed by the church and by the faithful. And that's not going to go away. And the evidence is there before our eyes. The traditional mass movement is a young person's movement. Everywhere I go, both when I was president of Univoce and now, wherever I see the traditional mass, it is young people who are attending, young families. Of course, there are old people as well. But what is most noticeable is the very considerable numbers of young people going there. Why? Because they're attracted to it, because they feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, and because they feel the antiquity is representative of the traditions of the Catholic faith it's taught to us through the church by the Holy Spirit. So it's not going to go away. So however much uh, anybody may, any human agency may attempt to suppress that right, it's not going away. And as uh, as Robert also said, and I agree with him, this is understood in some ways better by the Eastern Church and by the Eastern Orthodox than it is by many people in the West, because we have been so saturated with secularism, 
and with uh, uh, disbelief and unbelief that we no longer understand our own history and indeed are in many respects trying to destroy it. So we, we, we are seeing and witnessing a great battle between tradition, between truth, between God, between uh, on the one hand and secularism and hatred of God on the other. So we mustn't be surprised that there are these uh, uh, these 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 battles going on. It's what we've we uh, we've been told in Scripture. We've been told by the Church. We've been told by uh, prophecy from individuals, from saints, and from scholars down the centuries. But we we must comfort ourselves in the knowledge that we are on the right side, and and we must also be very grateful for the witness, very great witness actually. That is being shown not only by people uh, on this uh, conference here, uh, but uh, particularly, of course, His Eminence and His Excellency, but also by each of you uh, and journalists like Robert, uh, scholars like Doc, Dr. Rao, Aurelio, and Felipe as president of Innovace, and many other people, uh, because we feel it within ourselves and we know with our brains that we are following the right path. There will be obstacles, they will come even from the very highest parts of the church. We mustn't allow that to discourage uh, uh, ourselves in our following of Christ and following the traditions of Catholic faith. They're not going away, and we're in the, on the right side and sticking with it. Thank you, and uh, I, I think uh, Cardinal Zen want to say something. Yeah, I, I want to, to go on with what uh, James said. Uh, uh, we have so many young people who love uh, this uh, uh, old liturgy. Uh, actually, he mentions uh, uh, the secular uh, secularism. Uh, uh, I would uh, specify that there is a certain uh, uh, rationalism. Uh, uh, people now think that uh, we must say everything, uh, but uh, the word. Uh, now is full of words, huh? uh, but um, human being is not only words, huh? and uh, we are uh, uh, we have a, a, a high level of uh, rationality which is uh, above the, uh, the the reason and the words. Huh? Uh, I think uh, uh, is this uh, spirit, this uh, uh, atmosphere, huh? uh, uh, which brings us to. Uh, the sacred reality. Huh? Uh, so uh, I, I remember uh, um, we Chinese, we, 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 have, uh, uh, we should have a, a more difficulty to appreciate uh, the old liturgy because uh, uh, the Latin is more difficult for us. Huh? But you, you can see these young people, they don't, don't know the Latin, but they enjoy this uh, uh, because they feel that uh, they are praying, uh, they are adoring uh, uh, the, the, the Lord. Huh? And uh, 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 the, 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 the whole uh, old man's uh, 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 favors such uh, a devotion of spirit uh, of the whole uh, human being. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, I like also, uh, in a particular way, the, the Gregorian chants. Uh, 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 I think it, it's uh, uh, more uh, conformable to the to the oriental spirits, uh, uh, maybe to the uh, Asian uh, sensibility, uh, uh, because uh, uh, it, it is really uh, wonderful. Uh, uh, somebody mentioned also 
the uh, the the, the close uh, uh, the similarity uh, between this old liturgy and uh, the Oriental liturgies. Uh, uh, all this is uh, very important uh, because uh, uh, there are too 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 many words. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I I like uh, uh, also the melody. Uh, uh, the Gregoria chant is a is a wonderful thing. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I'm very happy that uh, uh, we. Uh, we lived in, in that old age for many years. Uh, and I, know I, I worked uh, also very hard for the new liturgy. Uh, I taught in the seminary, uh, but uh, I still like uh, the, the, the old liturgy. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's no time, but uh, I can sing to you the whole DS series uh, from the first word to the last. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, uh, there are so many uh, stanzas uh, in, in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, would, that would be great to hear just a little bit of that. It would be wonderful. Okay, okay. I can sing something. Recordare Jesu pie, quosum causa tue pie, ne me pertas illa die. Queres me sedisti lassus, redemisti cruce passus, tantus labor non sit casus. A beautiful prayer, huh? Yeah, um, it's really beautiful. But, but, but your eminence, it's true that uh, you, uh, you say that you want to record the, the, the Requiem Mass, uh, then when will be the time, your time, uh, uh, many years, uh, you, uh, at least they can play the, your record if they don't want to chant the, the Gregorian chant, it's true? <laughs> oh, yes, because uh, I would like to, to have uh, this uh, for my funeral. Huh? <laughs> uh, so if uh, uh, now is uh, uh, not anybody able to, to do that, I can record it. <laughs> play so, it so, so you can play. I, but, promise uh, to come and, I promise to come and sing, Your Eminence. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't promise because I think I will be dead before because uh, I think Your Eminence will have a long, long time, as I hope. But I want to ask also Your Eminence, to, uh, to uh, say something before I go to Bishop Schneider because I have a question for him. But uh, Your Eminence, I want to uh, you share with the people uh, uh, something about your father uh, because uh, we are writing your autobiography and we are talking about your father, Vincent, that is uh, Vincenzo, that uh, was a convert uh, to the Catholic faith and then he want to become a priest. But the missionaries tell to him, no, you, you cannot become a priest because they know that is not good that a convert uh, uh, can become immediately a priest and there is some danger. And so they, they say, maybe your son will become a priest. So you... And uh, and uh, and then your father, that he was very devoted, he bring you uh, to five masses every Sunday in Shanghai. C can you share about this? Oh, sure. Uh, 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 he wanted to, to become a priest, and the, the missionary said, "Oh no, you are neophyte. Huh? Uh, so you get married, and then the, send your your boy to to become priest." <laughs> and so. My father got married, and uh, he had five 
five girls before me. <laughs> I was the sixth uh, uh, in the family and uh, the first boy. And so he started bringing me uh, to mass every day. Huh? Uh, and the five masses on, on Sunday. Huh? Uh, but in different churches, huh? uh, it was wonderful. Uh, in no way, uh, you know, uh, something tedious. No, very enjoyable. Huh? And uh, that's the origin of my vocation, uh, to become a priest. Yeah. And, and, you, and the fifth mass, uh, you say that was the mass of the foreigners. And uh, you criticize. Well, what was the reason you criticize? Uh, the, the, the last mass was the high mass. Huh? And uh, uh, big crowd also, uh, uh, but mainly uh, uh, foreigners. Uh, uh, as a boy, I, I got a little scandalized because uh, uh, we Oriental people, we, 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 we like to, to be kneeling when we pray. Uh, but those people, uh, they, they're just a stoop. Uh, even during the, the consecration, I, I got a little uh, scandalized, uh, but that's a very minor thing. Huh? But uh, the music was uh, beautiful, huh? and uh, uh, I could enjoy I, I Knowing nothing about the Latin, huh? but when I learned the Latin, I enjoyed even more, uh, because there's so, so much uh, uh, gospel uh, in, the, in all those songs uh, in the, the Gregorian chant. Yeah. Yeah, so, Thank you, uh, your, your Eminence. And uh, b b I, I want to go to the end with uh, Bishop Schneider asking him a question because uh, many people mention about this and I, I remember you mentioned this on uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, you see someone comment, uh, St. Peter's Parish in Shanghai, that it was the parish of Cardinal Zen. So maybe there is someone from Shanghai that is also following our program uh, that is good. So uh, Your Excellency, um, Your Excellency, um, they talk about the Eastern Rite and uh, you say that uh, is better the, the, the Latin Mass in ecumenical perspective than the, the new Mass. You, you mentioned something that, uh, uh, like this in one of your uh, Twitter. Can, can you uh, expand on this? Yes, as already was mentioned here, and Pope Francis in himself stated that uh, the Oriental churches, they stress very much their duration, the mystery, the theocentric aspect, their liturgy, and we lost something in our liturgy, and so this is true, and uh, only affect because the old liturgy is, is in the spirit, very close to the oriental liturgies. Yes. And so I remember 2007 when Pope Benedict XVI issued the motto proprio sumorum pontificum in Kazakhstan. We have also a, a good community of the Orthodox, Russian Orthodox Church. And there came several priests, Orthodox priests to me to congratulate me uh, they were happy, the Orthodox priests, that Pope Benedict restored our traditional liturgy. And also, recently, an Orthodox bishop uh, said to, to my Archbishop and to me, uh, it would be good that you will have in your cathedral a regular Latin traditional Mass. So it's an Orthodox bishop, he recommended us and said this will unite us more because this is a spirit of which is close to us, this form of, of the worship. And so truly, 
the traditional mass is a more ecumenical in this sense, more close to our brothers, the Orthodox who are very close to us, more than the Protestants. This is a, a beautiful witness of the, the spirit of the church and the faith. And I would add even uh, to co as conclusion uh, that we have always to have hope even in these difficult times, because as our Lord said, the gates of hell will not prevail the church. And I would apply these words to the traditional liturgy. The gates of hell will not prevail against the traditional liturgy and the traditional faith, because this is divine liturgy. The church is divine. Thank you, Your Excellency. Now we are going to the end, but I want to leave time for some short comments, uh, short before concluding. So we will start with John uh, C. Rao, please. Uh, yes, just two comments to finish. Um, I would like to have uh, a, an official contest between those people who attend a traditional Latin mass and those who go to an ordinary Novus Ordo in New York City to see who accepts more of Vatican II. Uh, the traditionalists would win hands down because there is so much dissension and refusal to accept church doctrine in the average parish uh, that the contest would be practically non-existent. The other thing I wanted to say is this, the church is the great mother of intelligence and of human reason. And those who lose the faith lose their reason as well. So that if you want to look for the mentally ill, all you have to do is look at the secular leaders who have led us through this disaster of the past 18 months. Unfortunately, they are the ones who have the power. They are the ones that dictate what the new normal is. And as a result, they make honestly rational people look as though they're abnormal when the truth is the other way around. Thank you, John. Now I go to uh, Felipe for uh, his short comment, please. Thank you, Aurelio. Uh, I just wanted to, to, to conclude uh, inviting any people who doesn't uh, know the, the, the traditional mass um, that don't lose the, the, the hope. Uh, I, I would like to, to, ask you, to ask them to not lose the hope. Uh, this mass is the future. Um, Everything, even though when, when everything seems to be falling apart, this mass is, is, a, is the place where we can <clears throat> replenish our hope and, and, and faith. And also to, to all of the groups of people around the world who, who are struggling to get the mass, and, and I would like to invite them to, to keep fighting, to keep asking for the mass. Uh, this is not uh, a lost case. Uh, and obviously it will take us time and we will need to carry our cross, of course, and we will do, and, but we will remain here. The, the mass is not going anywhere. And it's a, it's a treasure that we should share with as most people as, as possible. Thank you. Okay, so now uh, a short comment also from James. Please go on. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, Anything that is said negatively about the traditional mass is, some, is saying something negative about the church for most of 2,000 years and therefore saying something negative about God. Uh, uh, so if people want to be negative about the traditional mass, that's what they are risking. 
The reality is, as Felipe rightly says, it's not going away. It's been here for most of 2,000 years, and it's going to be here for as long as the world exists, as are most of the other rites of the, of the Catholic Church. Uh, I'm happy to say that not only do the Orthodox and the Eastern Church understand this, but increasingly a lot of Protestants as, as well. The reality is, this is a mass, this is a rite, this is a tradition that is going to continue. It's going to continue because of all the young people who are, at, uh, who are attending, the young families. It's the future, and it's the future because that is the way the Holy Spirit has operated for most of the church's history, and that cannot be denied, cannot be gainsaid, and cannot be suppressed. It does, uh, I'd like also to echo what John Rao has said. The reality is that those who follow the traditional right uh, are not against the Second Vatican Council proper, properly understood. Uh, they're not suggesting that the Pauline new right is invalid. They're not suggesting that. They are simply saying that the traditional right, the oldest right in the, in the Christian church, represents and reflects what the Holy Spirit has taught the church for centuries, is not going away, and for the world that we live in, dominated as it is, particularly in the West, uh, by secularism, we need, and that is why so many people are going to it, the traditional mass, the traditional rites, because it gives us the direct contact with the divine, with the Holy Spirit, and that is always going to be the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if it's Robert also want to add something to end. Uh, Cardinal Zen said there are too many words. So I would agree with him and say we must rekindle our faith, our hope, and our love. If there's any way that we are rigid and uncharitable, we should become charitable and filled with the fire of the love of Christ. And then I would say, let us be silent and know that there is a God and he is God. And this knowledge is innate to the human heart. We, and even in every country around the world, including China, when people sense this, they move towards this. Thank you. And uh, I want to uh, thank you, everyone. And... Uh, uh, to conclude, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I may ask uh, uh, Cardinal Zen if you can give us a special blessing to all the people that, uh, and uh, of course Bishop Schneider, uh, all the people that are following and that, uh, that uh, are fighting for the good cause, and uh, it would be good if you, you can give us a special blessing. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, let us uh, pray uh, all the holy people, uh, all the saints, especially uh, our martyrs. Uh, I remember so many uh, martyrs in China during the, the recent uh, persecution. Uh, they have uh, their faith nourished by the old liturgy. Uh, and uh, uh, I hope now they are in heaven and, and uh, they are praising God uh, in the same spirit, in the continuity with they have lived uh, during their life. Uh, and they pray for us uh, so that uh, uh, we can really uh, go back uh, to that strong faith uh, and uh, so to also have their spirit to, uh, to face uh, the challenges uh, of today and uh, especially in China or in many other places uh, to be ready even 
to give their life uh, uh, for God, uh, which they they worship, uh, uh, which they love, uh, and uh, uh, they uh, get into so uh, intimacy uh, with the help of the old liturgy. Uh, so uh, glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much to everyone. Thank you for following this program. Uh, I want to tell you that on this Friday, we will have a program on the sacred, uh, is sacred lost in Italian. Uh, so I will give you the information. Please follow us in uh, Telegram uh, in my channel. Uh, I thank all the guests. I thank Cardinal uh, Zen. I thank Bishop Schneider, uh, I thank uh, Robert uh, Mohinihan, uh, Felipe Alanis Suarez, James Bogle, uh, John C. Rao for their comments, uh, insight and analysis that were very helpful. And I hope uh, that uh, everyone uh, was edified as I was. So please wait one second after I finish the program so we can say goodbye uh, in private, and uh, in the meantime, I thank the people that have followed this program. Thank you, and see you to the next one. <laughs>